This is Mandy Shaw, and you're listening to Beekeeper Confidential. This episode is a short one, and I am in the throes of a really bad cold, so I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. A few months ago, I was contacted by the city of Tualatin to remove a feral colony from an abandoned house that had been living there for at least five years. And I agreed to do it. I had never done a cutout before, but I've watched videos, I've spoken with other beekeepers, and I felt like I was ready to take this step in my journey. The process went smoothly, the bees were really easy to work with, and I was able to get the queen, I was able to save a good amount of the comb, but I had plans to feed them and help them through their rehab process. And during the cutout, I saw a lot of insects, and one of the insects that I saw was a little black beetle, and it crossed my mind that it could be a small hive beetle. However, in Oregon, small hive beetles are extremely rare, and so I just kind of dismissed it. Fast forward a week later, I do an inspection on the colony, and I find a bunch of larvae in the pollen patty that I had given them, and I thought, that's weird. So I got a sample, and I sent it to the bee lab here at Oregon State University, and they came back and said, this is small hive beetle larva. And that's a really big deal. By the time I had gotten confirmation that this is what it was, I had done further inspections on the colony, and they were just doing terrible. There's no way that they were going to make it. But because of the amount of larvae that I was finding and, you know, discovering that this invasive species is now living in my apiary with my healthy colonies, I made the decision to euthanize the colony. So I recorded this the day after and I'm sitting in my apiary with a really heavy heart. Now, I don't want this to be a downer, but it is a public service announcement. If you're going to keep bees, sometimes you are faced with very difficult and painful decisions. And this was one of them, and I want to share that experience with you. I'm having a hard time finding the right words. And I didn't think I would get emotional about it. The colony was sick. They had a really bad mite infestation. I didn't even need to do a alcohol wash or a sugar shake to know. I saw bees with three or four mites on their bodies. There was 
hardly any brood to speak of. The queen was laying only a patch the size of an Oreo cookie, and I didn't have any new comb to give them. It's so late in the season that resources are pretty slim. But the thing that really pushed me to this decision to euthanize the colony was the small hive beetles. I found two adult beetles in the hive and at least two dozen larvae of different stages. It's too big of a risk for my other colonies here to allow that colony to stay any longer. So yesterday I decided to put them down. <laughs> It's one of those things that, you know, you hear about beekeepers having to do this at times. And I, I don't know. I never thought I would have to do it. I never really thought about what it would be like to be faced with the decision when there's no other options. And here there really were no other options. I couldn't combine them with another colony at the risk of spreading more hive beetles. I couldn't give them new comb because frankly, I didn't have any more to give them. It's now October and they were gonna die anyways. So today I came back to the apiary that they were set up in and I removed all of the comb and all the dead bees and all the remaining small hive beetle larvae. And I put them in a big heavy duty garbage bag and I'm gonna throw them away. It's hard because I, I agreed to do this job to remove the colony from the wall because I thought, well, they've survived for such a long time without human intervention. They must be really good genetics. There's this assumption that if you get a colony that's been untreated or unmanaged for years, that they're going to have really good genetics, that they're strong, that they're varroa resistant. Um, unfortunately, that is not always the case. I don't know how long this particular colony had been living in that cavity. The queen was really small. She didn't look like she had mated well. You know, and I also thought that there was going to be a lot of honey to harvest that I could feed to my other colonies rather than feeding them sugar syrup. And during the process of removing all of the comb from the walls, robbers showed up. It happened really quickly. It's like one moment, it was fine. There were maybe just a couple bees buzzing around the bucket, eating the honey that I was putting in there. And then all of a sudden it was hundreds, if not thousands of bees eating the honey that I was putting in the bucket. Um, so I just had to surrender it to them. 
this experience leaves me leaves me not wanting to do another cutout. I think I did a really fine job doing it, but the aftermath has been really more than I bargained for. And I'm really distraught. I'm distraught because I feel like I have unleashed a a pest on our local bee stock by opening up that hive. I mean, of course, there's no way I could have known that there were small hive beetles in there because we've always been taught that it's not an issue here in Oregon. It's really just an afterthought in beekeeping lessons here. There are so many insects in the colony when, when I was removing it from the wall. I mean, there were carpenter ants, there were termites. I did see some beetles, but I didn't really think much of it. And in retrospect, I, I should have known better. But at that point, you know, the wall's been ripped off of the house colonies totally gutted it's not like you can just stop and say oh actually I don't want these bees after all I'm done (laughs) it's like once you commit to doing something like that you have to finish it you know I've heard success stories about colonies being removed from structures and being fully rehabilitated and I had hopes that that would be the case here but the discovery of the hive beetles really is a big deal maybe you're listening from a part of the country where hive beetles aren't a problem or you're used to them and know how to deal with them. But here, they're pretty rare. I'm fearful of it spreading. (sighs) So I've got samples and I sent some down to the Oregon State University uh, Honeybee Health Lab and they analyzed them and they said yes that's what this is and they've been really supportive and they've offered assistance if it gets out of control if I have a hard time managing it in my hives Uh, but hopefully hopefully euthanizing this colony and just throwing all the stuff away all the frames, all the comb, and dousing the rest of the hive body in alcohol will be enough to choke this problem off. But we'll see. I will be posting more information about small hive beetle on my blog at waggleworkspdx.com. If you are not familiar with small hive beetles, please get to know them, know what to look for, 
That way you can take action if you come across it in your colony. Bees being moved from state to state can spread invasive species like small hive beetles. I encourage beekeepers to catch swarms rather than purchasing bees. If you can buy your bees locally, awesome. Awareness is key to understanding the complexities of keeping bees, and I hope that this episode has been beneficial to you in one way or another. And I I also want to mention something that happened after this fiasco. I felt obligated to tell the members at my local beekeeping club about what had happened. And the night before the meeting, I had this dream that I was up there with the microphone and the presentation, and I was telling everybody about it. And when they heard that I had found small hive beetles, they all got up and walked out. And it was horrifying. So the the next day when I had to go to the meeting to present to the group, I was so scared. I was like hugging people because I needed support. (laughs) I know that sounds very dramatic, but when I told them, they were actually very supportive. They were curious and asking a lot of questions. And Dr. Dewey Karen was present at that meeting. If you don't know who he is, he literally wrote the book on honeybee biology. And not only that, he became a supporter of this podcast this month. Hey, Dewey! Anyways, he was there and he said that this was the right thing to do. And having that reassurance from him really gave me confidence that I had made the right decision. And I felt like this huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Now, since this has happened, I've found small hive beetle in somebody else's hive. And... I was glad that I knew what to look for, and we were able to uh, dispose of the larva and hopefully stomp it out enough that they won't survive the winter. But we'll see. <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to be an ongoing conversation, and I encourage any of you that are listening to this to share your experience with small hive beetle with me so that I can share it with our listeners It's important for us to talk about the really challenging things that we as beekeepers can face. Anyways, until next time, may the buzz be with you.